Hi everyone, welcome to the 18th episode of Snippets. Today, we, Mr. Sushil and Mr. Shakti Mageshwaran, optometrist at Shankar Netralia, will take you through the top 10 mistakes to avoid in refraction. Refraction is such a crucial aspect of the entire ophthalmic examination process. It is no wonder that the process of refraction is indeed called an art for all the nuances that it encompasses. Nonetheless, the understanding of science behind refraction is so important to avoid committing errors in the process. Earlier, people used to mention refractive errors as errors of refraction. But today, we are going to dive deep into the 10 most common errors that anyone can make while we try to estimate the refractive error in adults. The number one on the list is communication. As communication is the key to success on every front, explaining to the patient the purpose of the retinoscopy procedure and the subjective refraction and how their cooperation matters in the accuracy of the estimation is important. If the retinoscopy estimation goes wrong, all the efforts that follow this process also goes wrong. So certain important things to explain before we begin refraction is to emphasize the need for accurate fixation at the distance target, not to look at the retinoscopy line and to let the examiner know if the examiner's head hides the distance target. This is done to ensure that the ocular accommodation is relaxed during this process. Number 2. Ensuring appropriate working distance while we do the procedure. Usually, a plus 1.5 adapter fogging lenses in front of both the eyes are recommended to compensate for the examiner's arm length working distance of approximately 66 cm and also to ensure that the patient's accommodation is relaxed for the refraction procedure. If the examiner wants to alter the working distance, in any case, the working distance lens compensation needs to be modified accurately. For example, if the examiner has a shorter arm length and wants to work at 50 cm distance, a working distance lens of plus 2 adapter needs to be used, else the net refraction estimate is prone to error. Number 3. Off-axis errors in retinoscopy. It is important to stay aligned with the visual axis while performing the procedure. Some tips to ensure this is to adjust the trial frame accurately for the patient's interpupillary distance and to use examiner right eye to scope the patient's right eye and left eye for the left. Else the examiner has to ensure that the target is not hidden from the eye that is fixating. Off-axis retinoscopy can result in significant errors in both spherical and cylindrical components. This is more pronounced during cyclopegic refraction as the pupil are also dilated. In strabismus, occlusion of fellow eye can be done to avoid off-axis errors. Off-axis implies to both horizontal and vertical axis. Sometimes the examiner might end up scoping at a different height compared to the patient's eye level. And this commonly happens with babies and kids held by parents. The examiner has to consciously align the retinoscope light along the visual axis to avoid off-axis error in this case. Number 4. Making sure that the defogging is done at the right speed and in slower increments while doing subjective acceptance. This is very important in children and young adults as their accommodation status is active that could result in overcorrection of myopia or undercorrection of hyperopia if defogging is done very quickly. 
Performing duochrome is always helpful and an end point of letters appearing clearer on both the color backgrounds should be aimed at. If not, leaving the refraction at a point where the letters are slightly clearer in the red background is preferred. Number 5. The order of performing the JCC or Jackson cross cylinder. The order is defining of axis, power and followed by axis. Errors in JCC could be due to not compensating for the spherical component when the JCC is done to refine the power of the cylindrical component. Any change of 0.5 diopter and above in the cylindrical power needs an appropriate change in the spherical component and further refining of axis once again. Also in case of oblique astigmatism, monocular and binocular spatial distortion need to be checked before prescribing glasses. Number 6. This is one of the commonest errors in refraction leading to wrong spectacle prescription and documentation of patient's spectacle power. Errors in transpositions. Errors in transposition can happen when lensometry is done to measure the patient's spectacles and when the refraction is written in the spirocylindrical form following the retinoscopy. Practice is the only key to avoiding this. Also, retinoscopy should be practiced in spirocylindrical format itself. Number 7. Not prescribing the near addition based on the patient's working distance and near visual demands. Many a times we prescribe near addition for a fixed near working distance or for the patient's age without enquiring about the patient's occupation, re reading distance and near visual demands. This can lead to unhappiness in patients when their glasses don't offer the best clarity for their working distance. Number 8. In high refractive errors, beyond 6 diopter, it is always advisable to shift the trial lens to the back case of the trial frame to compensate for the changes in vertex distance. Also, in anisometropia, it is always important to check binocular visual comfort and presence of binocular diplopia. Number 9. Errors while prescribing. In the absence of visual symptoms, changing the glass prescription need to be reconsidered. If the prescription has changed by a greater amount, the clinician need to do a logical correlation before changing the prescription. While writing a prescription, many a times the near addition calculation is done wrongly especially when the sign convention come into picture. The total addition is the sum total of the distance prescription and the addition that is required to top off this to restore the near visual acuity to optimal levels. For example, if the distance prescription is minus 2 diopter and the near add is plus 2.5 diopter, the required near prescription would be plus 0.5 diopters. Number 10. Inadequate counseling. Any patient who requires a new pair of eyeglasses or a change in prescription or a new onset presbyopia who needs progressive lenses or bifocals, the clinician has to take utmost care in explaining the process of appropriate lenses, frames and spectacle choice. This ensures comfort in most cases. So, as we said at the beginning, successful communication from the beginning until the end is a crucial aspect to a successful refraction and glass prescription. We hope that this episode was helpful to refresh the commonest mistakes to be avoided in refraction. Kindly fill the feedback form attached in the link below.
and subscribe to our podcast channel on your favorite podcast platform next week's episode will be on retinoblastoma by dr sugneshwari thank you